cult cinema catacombs. These films exist. And now, here are your hosts, Roy Buckingham and Andrew This is Dr. Swan, and I want to tell you a story that's something that happened to me that's so terrific. It's, you're going to love this story. It's a, it's a mystery. <laughs> yes, it's a mystery. It's, it's silly. That's what it is. It's a, I can honestly say that this is the silliest, nilliest, williest story that I've ever heard, and I'm telling you. So I should know. It, it, it all begins on a farm, you know what I mean? I happen to love farms. Don't, you know what a farm is? A farm is like a hotel for animals. That's right, there's a farmer there, he grows wheat and corn and other nice things. And he has cows and pigs and uh, chickens and, and stuff. And sometimes he has visitors. Me. Wh why, why me? <laughs> because I love, I love to hear the cows that go... Oh, well that, that was a great move. <laughs> I love to hear the ducks that go... Fantastic. And I am especially thrilled with the rooster. You know what I mean? Because he starts every day by going cock-a-doodle-doo, cock-a-doodle-doo. Now that takes nerve. You know what I mean? I mean, you try waking up and you go cock-a-doodle-doo and see what happens to you. You know? So, well, one day I went to the farm, you see, that belongs to my friend, Farmer Fields. A nice man, a good farmer, you know. And I said, well, I'd like to go out to Farmer Fields and visit my friend, the animals. And he said, well, uh, uh, why don't you just uh, wait un until tomorrow? You look tired. Well, I wasn't suspicious. I wasn't suspicious. I didn't think anything was wrong. And in the morning, I woke up, looking forward to the sunrise, and I looked out the window, and there on the fence is this beautiful rooster, you know, Roger, his name is. And he ruffles his feathers, and he goes, oink, oink, oink. Well, well, I, I fell asleep. You know, I, I could not believe my ears. Had things changed so much on farms that now roosters went oink, oink, oink? So I, I yelled out, and just politely, of course, I said, uh, uh, Mr. Rooster, uh, Mr. Rooster, uh, would you mind uh, repeating that, uh, please? And guess what? Roger the rooster went oink, oink, oink. Well, I hurried out to the barnyard to see what was wrong. I mean, I don't travel all the way to a farm to listen to roosters oink. So I said to the rooster, I said, pardon me, sir. I believe you are a rooster. And everyone knows that it's pigs who go oink, oink, oink. And he said, not on this farm, Buster. On this farm, roosters go oink. Well, then I called over my friend, Peter the pig. He said, Peter the pig. I said, uh, Peter, uh, nice seeing you again. Uh, Dr. Swan, how have you been? And he went, Ooh. I said, just, just hold everything. Just hold it. Remain calm. Remain calm. Just wait a silly second here. Rooster's oinking, pig's mooing. What's going to happen next? Well, the farmer's dog, Rover, came trotting over. A great dog. I said, good morning, Rover. And Rover replied, meow. Well, that was the last straw. That was it. That was it. At that point, Dr. Fields came walking over. I could see from his face that he was very, very unhappy. I mean, who wouldn't be? I said, Farmer Fields. What's a, what's a, what's a, what's a, what's a going on here? You know, I mean, I think your animals are all mixed up. And he said, Dr. Swan, I have a real problem. 
I'll say you have a real problem. At least you're not meowing. I mean, you could be uh, sound like a horse at this point. Everything on this farm is so confused lately. I just don't know what it is. I don't know what's going on. I know that horses neigh, but I just heard one moo. I know ducks should quack, not cock-a-doodle-doo. I've got those crazy mixed-up barnyard animal blues. I said, well, Dr. Field, your ears aren't confused. I heard the same thing that you heard. Well, this was some mystery. I decided to find out what could have happened to make these animals make sounds that made them sound like other animals. I mean, it just shouldn't happen that way. Now, if you want to find out why, just turn this record over and you're in for some surprises. Doctor, you know, oh, Dr. Swan's my name, book of cures, you see. So I opened the book to A, that's A for animals that sound like other animals. And sure enough, there was the answer. Oh, pardon me, I said, Farmer Fields, can, may, may I, may I just examine your left ear, please? 
What is that red bump? That's where I was stung last week. Ah, ha, ha, And then I checked out the ears of all the other animals, and they all had been stung also. And I knew what was wrong. Yes, Dr. Swan has solved another mystery. I said, animals, gather round. I have some bad news. Not terrible, just bad. I always break bad news. It's a, it's a custom of mine. I always break bad news by sort of wrapping it up in a little tune, a little song that I sing. So I cranked up the old voice, and I let them have it. You've got quackamoobacluckophobia, quackamoobacluckophobia. Your ears don't know what quack from a crow. Can you cure my what do you call it? Quackamoobacluckophobia. You've got quackamoobacluckophobia, quackamoobacluckophobia. Your ears confuse the grits and the moos. Can you cure my what do you call it? Quackamoobacluckophobia. Can you get the cute of it? Yes, I'm sure of it. I can cure your quackamoobacluckophobia. You say what it is? You see, the quackamoobaba, whatever that is, that's a long name there, it affects animals so that they sound like different animals. And it affects people so that when people hear it, they believe it. Now, my medicine book also has a cure. First thing it says in the book is trust Dr. Swan. If you can do that, you can do anything. It was so easy. Listen to this. All you have to do to get rid of quackamookapaka-paka-booby, whatever it is, it's, a, it's simply follow the directions. You simply, you stand on your head. That's right. Everybody, on your heads. That goes for you too, the horse. Come on, Henry the horse. On your heads. That's it now, that's it. Now, when you're on your heads, come on the pig, on your heads. Now, wave your hoofs and your feet and wiggle your tails. That's right. And in no time at all, you'll all be cured. So, of course, they did it. And... There were a few complaints. I mean, it's understandable, but you have to take your medicine when you're sick. You know what I mean? Either you have to listen to the doctor always. And Farmer Fields wasn't too happy about it either. Of course not, because when he was standing on his head, all his money that fell out of his pockets. <laughs> but of course, I gave it back nickels and dimes, you know, because I'm an honest doctor. I've always have been. And then I said, okay, everybody, let's have a test to see if you're really cured. Now, this is how we do it. First animal, front and center, please. You see, and here came Carol the cow. And I said, okay, Farmer Fields, now, listen closely to this animal and give me an honest answer. What do you hear this time? <laughs> yes, you're 100% correct. And all the animals are back to normal. Isn't modern science wonderful? Yes, everyone is happy and gay, except for one thing. One thing got a little confused. You see, it was a little late in the day now for my friend Roger the Rooster <laughs> to crow. I mean, it was already past crowing time. So we just decided that we would not count that day at all. You see? That's how that. And that is how I, Dr. Swan, got to have an extra day of vacation. That's right. I loved it. It was such fun. And that's the truth. Honest. Yes. Well, thank you, kids. I mean, bye-bye uh, now. Bye-bye. From, from all the animals. And from Farmer Fields, too. Uh, so say goodbye. Uh, to Pee the pig. Goodbye. Oink, oink, oink. That's, uh, that's that pig talk for goodbye. That's what it is. So long, kids. See you soon. Hello, boys and girls. I'm your Peter Pan storyteller. When you hear this sound, turn the page. This is the story of Puffin Toot. This is the story about a little train called Puffin Toot. Puff 
Puff and Toot, Puff and Toot, Puff and Toot's his name. Puff and Toot, Puff and Toot, Kitty Choo Choo Train. Puff, 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 his engine goes, Toot, 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 his whistle blows. Puff and Toot, Puff and Toot, Puff and Toot's his name. Puff and Toot wasn't an ordinary train. No, sir, he was a very special train. Every summer he carried all the boys and girls to camp. Puff and Toot was very proud and happy as he chugged along listening to the children singing. We're off to the country, off to the country, off to the countryside. We're off to the country, off to the country, oh what a lovely ride. We'll see cows and horses and chickens pick and see. We'll see old MacDonald with lots of pigs to feed. We'll be gone all summer, so let's be on our way. We're off to the country, off to the country, oh what a lovely day. As Puff and Toot chugged through the countryside, all the animals said hello to him. First it was the chicken. <coughs> then the dog. <coughs> then the sheep. <coughs> and then the rooster. <coughs> Suddenly, Puff and Toot came to a stop. There before him, sitting right in the middle of the tracks, was a great big brown cow singing a song. I moo moo the cow, I eat lots of hay, I sit on the tracks for most of the day. My milk is so good, it doesn't take long for all little children to grow big and strong. Puff and Toot was a very polite train, and so he said very gently, How now, brown cow? Won't you please get out of my way? I have a train full of children on board, and we're on our way to camp. So the cow moved out of the small. It wasn't long before Puff and Toot came to a big bend in the road. Two men were on the track, waving a red flag. Puff and Toot knew this meant trouble ahead, so he put on his brakes and came to a stop. The brakeman on the tracks called out. There was a storm last night and the tracks are washed out. It'll be nightfall before they're cleared again. Nightfall? I can't wait that long. Isn't there any other track I can take? There's an old track that goes clear over the top of a mountain. It's a very steep and dangerous climb. You'd never make it. You're too small. Gee. I can't keep the children here all night. I gotta make it, 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 gotta make it. Clickety-clack, clickety-clack, the wheels go on the track. Huff and puff, huff and puff, the smoke comes from the stack. Clangety-clang, clangety-clang, clangety goes the bell. Woo-woo-woo-woo, the whistle sounds as well. Puff and toot, puff and toot, puffin' all the day. Puff and toot, puff and toot, now he's on his way. It wasn't long before Puff and Toot came to the foot of the mountain. Gosh, what a big mountain. Puff and Toot started on his long, steep climb, saying to himself, I gotta make it, 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 gotta make it.
He got halfway up the mountain, and he just couldn't go any further. Nope. I just can't quite make it. I'll have to go back to the bottom and start again. And so down he went to the foot of the mountain and started to climb all over again. I gotta make it. 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 Puff and Toot climbed with all his might, but he just couldn't make it. Gosh, I just can't make it. I'll have to go down to the bottom and start all over again. And so Puff and Toot once more went down to the foot of the mountain. This time he went way back so that he could get a better head start. I gotta make it. 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 This time, Puffin Toot almost reached the top, but he just couldn't go any further. Oh, gosh. I can't go back to the bottom again. I must get the children to camp. I just gotta make it. With his boiler practically bursting, steam pouring out from all sides, Puffin Toot missed effort, and slowly he started to move again. did make it and was over the top of the mountain rolling down the other side and heading straight for camp. He'll be coming down the mountain into camp. He'll be coming down the mountain into camp. He'll be carrying all the children. He'll be carrying all the children. He'll be coming down the mountain into camp. Woo, 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 woo. And so they reached the camp safe and sound. And when everyone was off the train, Puffin Toot cried, Have a good time, and I'll come back to take you home when summer is over. Puffin Toot sighed happily and started on his way. Puffin Toot, Puffin Toot, Puffin Toot's his name. Puffin Toot, Puffin Toot, Kitty Choo Choo Train.
On the world of Zerf, in the fifth dimension, is a civilization with certain striking similarities to our own. For example, their language is very close to English, except for certain words that have no vowel sounds. On this world lives an impish, practical-joking gentleman whom we can begin to overhear as he dictates his recorded diary. His name? Mr. Mixel. Last time I went to Earth, I made everyone in Metropolis speak a different language. The time before, I made all the statues come alive and take over the city. The time before that, I gave everyone in town magical powers like mine. And Superman went bonkers trying to keep the whole coast from blowing off. But every time I showed up, all muscle brains managed to trick me into saying my name backwards and magically sending myself home to the fifth dimension. Ha! Those Earth rubes can barely say Mixel took forward, let alone... Hey, there's an idea. Those lunkheads' words are all peppered with vowels. A's and E's all over the place. I's, O's, U's, and nearly every word they've got. What if they couldn't make those sounds anymore, hey? Wow, I'm off! Meanwhile, several dimensions away in Metropolis' fabulous Galaxy Communications building. I'd just like to see what you do to get out of this one, Clark Kent. We were both sitting in that helicopter yesterday when all of a sudden Superman swooped down from the sky to save the little girl falling from the building. I turned to see if you got a picture of it and... And lo and behold, I'm not in my seat. Right, Lois? And you know what I think that means. Oh, nonsense, Lois. There's a perfectly reasonable explanation. How long do you need to dream it up this time? No, I've got you dead to rights and... Eep! Clark! Out the window! What's wrong with me? I meant to tell Clark that plane's about to crash. What's wrong with me? Why do I sound funny? Excuse me, Oz. Why can't I talk straight? Hey, what's going on? I, I meant to say, why can't I talk straight? For at the very moment, an out-of-control plane threatens to make Midtown Metropolis its landing strip, the pair of reporters find that their speech has been impaired. Nonetheless, Clark Kent darts down the hall to a storeroom. No time to trade quips with Lois about being tongue-tied together. This is a job for Superman. Up, up, and away flies the Man of Steel to catch the tumbling plane on his harder-than-steel shoulders without a wince. And the city, watching from below, breathes a mute sigh of relief as slowly, gradually, the plane is set on its own course without damage. The city is mute because no one, no one at all, can utter the sound of a vowel. That pilot got disoriented when instructions over his radio came in with no vowels. He lost control. What can I say? What words have no vowels? Why? Rhythm? Can't make a sentence out of those words. Wait, there's another word that has no vowels. And that's the word I'm betting is responsible for this mess. Mixed patork! Mixed patork! You rang, Soupy? <laughs> You bet you rang, you ridiculous little creep. You bet I rang, you ridiculous little creep. <laughs> Are those the words you're looking for, physical one? What's the... She did this mess anyway. Let me talk, will you? What's the idea of this mess anyway? Let me talk, will you? Oh, you want to talk, do you? Are you sure you have something to contribute to this conversation? You bet I do. You... Hey, you magic me. I can talk. Very observant, locker room breath. You were saying... I was saying you're mad, insane, missing your marbles. 
You're the only opponent I've ever run into who's made me actually lose my temper. <laughs> More fun than daytime TV, hey, Soupy Baby? When are you going to give the vowels back to the rest of the people in town? <laughs> Not in the foreseeable future. Matter of fact, I was thinking of depriving the two of us pretty soon as well. No, you wouldn't. You wouldn't, would you? No, no, no! Mm -hmm. Mm. Yes, yes, yes! Bye-bye! As the imp from the fifth dimension vanishes, his mischievous magic stays behind, and a tongue-tied city as well as its super-powered guardian have their hands full. Phew! Mixed the folks been on Earth just a few hours, and already I've had to help the control tower at the airport by hand-carrying 17 planes to a landing before closing the runway. Then I broke up 46 arguments that were turning into street fights because people couldn't make themselves understood. What next? Hey, Superman! Mixed patrol? A bit. There's a bank holdup at the first Metropolis Bank. Want to stop it? He says there's a bank holdup at the first Metropolis Bank. Want to stop it? You bet I want to stop it! As the Metropolis Marvel streaks to the scene at the bank across town... A small-time thug threatens already panicky people with a gun when... Whether or not he has the gift of speech, bullets still bounce harmlessly off the indestructible chest of a man of steel. And the would-be robber is momentarily rendered harmless to everyone else as well. Mixed Mexpital! For your... For your something to... Superman says he figured something out right here in this bank. Will wonders never cease? There's no sentence can see with the rules. I told the imp there's one sentence I can say without vowels. And he's curious. I'll write it down for him. Akol tapoz yetsom. That's loaded with vowels. Soupy's gone crackers, and I'll prove it by showing him how this vowel-less wonder sounds when I pronounce it without the vowels. Cool to Hey, that's my name spelled backwards! My bag is gone, and I'm going to! I'll get back at you, you super creepo! You just wait! Superman, thank... I, I can talk again! So can I, haven't we ever thank you, Superman? That won't be necessary, ladies and gentlemen, but right now... And soon, at the Galaxy Building, Clark Kent and Lois Lane resume their long-standing argument. All right, Clark. I can buy the idea that you panicked and ran off when you thought you were losing your voice. That's what a lot of people did. But you still can't explain away your disappearance in the helicopter yesterday. Well, as I was about to explain, I ran to the back of the Whirlybird to see what was going on more clearly as Superman saved the little girl. Sure, I'll bet you saw it clearly. I'm supposed to believe that. Will you believe these photos? You didn't notice that your camera vanished at that moment, too. Does that mean the camera is secretly Superman, too? Pictures of Superman saving the falling child. You took these with my camera, Clark? Sure shooting. What I didn't say is that I set up the camera outside the copter and tripped the shutter with super breath from long distance. Clark, I don't know how you wheedle out of these things. I tell you what, Lois. Since it was your camera, you can put them in the Daily Planet under your own name. Maybe that'll teach you to be more trusting. Bellini, 